0: And welcome back to their podcast. This is ghost stories told from the south. I am your co-host Lexi LeBooth
1: and I am Stephen Booth. Matt Hardy. What the heck? Just kidding. <laughs> I don't what? know where that came from. It just kind of <laughs> came out.
0: I wish the video was going for that. The freaking <laughs> sign thing you just did. <laughs>
1: I was just joshing around. But hey guess what guys? It's September. Yes, this
0: is our first episode of the first week of september yes and this is our 18th episode
1: 18 Dun-dun-dun. baby
0: so yeah yeah okay well you know how we started it intro short and stuff so um we are going to give a bunch of shout outs to the new people so if you want a lot that, of people say, in the states not just that and a lot but, of
1: europeans
0: so if you want to hear that just stays stay tuned to the end So, stay um, tuned
1: for the 48 knocks Okay. Are you everybody ready for <laughs> some creepy, creepy stories today? I'm so uh, so happy cause it's September, cooler weather, Halloween. I'm so
0: ready for it to not be like a uh, hundred degrees all the time. Oh,
1: long. I know. It's so nice to hang out on the back porch and not like literally boil.
0: Yes. Okay, who's starting? Me or you?
1: Uh, well you can go. I'm gonna cover <clears throat> El Mucho Mo. Uh,
0: the headless Horseman.
1: Yeah, but how do you say that? El Mur... El Mucho. El Mucho? Mur- El Mucho. El Mucho. And the Black Eyed Children and Bowden Road and then the Dancing Devil. Ooh. In San Antonio. Yeah, he was at a bar one night dancing with him, some chicks. Getting it on. Yeah, the devil's oh. a freak. That <laughs> would be weird if you realize you're really dancing with the devil.
0: That would be weird. I don't know what I would do. Okay, so I'm going to kick it off. All right, I'm everybody. I'm going to attempt to say this this place because I can't say it. It's in Italian, but...
1: Don Kadic. Um,
0: the, <laughs> I can't say it. It's in Italian, but... This, oh,
1: God, no. It's... Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you guys are just going to have to like...
1: Piscano, Chaz- it's, 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 this, it's, it's,
0: it's the name for a psychiatric place, but it's in Italian, so I don't know how to say it. But this place is in... Are you going to look it up?
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to process this. Oh,
0: okay. This place is in uh, Voltaria. It's uh, Italy. So, I think I... Yeah. So, again, not going to attempt to say the name because I'm going to butcher it, and I don't even know how to begin to say it. So, this is in a um, psychiatric hospital, asylum, whatever you want to call it, place. And this place was closed down due to, like, the um, cruel treatment that the patients were receiving. So, they got shut down in 1978. Well, if you look at the pictures, and I actually looked at the pictures for once, this place looks like something out of, like, a horror movie. Like, all those abandoned, um, videos and stuff, like, I don't know if you guys watch those, but I do. That's, like, what it looks like. It's really weird. So, this place still stands. It's severely vandalized, but you can see wheelchairs. And they have, like, old telephone booths, and they have, like, sunbeds. Like, they have, like, everything there are just, like, left behind. So it's cool to, like, see all that. But let's hear some of the history. Okay, so this place was founded in
1: 1888. Well,
0: son of a- You good?
1: Yeah, I didn't realize my mic was so close to my face. <laughs> and I turned around and BAM!
0: Okay. So this place was founded. I think I've
1: seen this hospital, though, on a paranormal cut-on tape.
0: Yeah. This guy
1: and his uh, sister was in there, and they started chasing its black mask and this attacked him, and they hauled ass.
0: Oh, that, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this place was founded in 1888. So it was founded in 1888, but it was shut down in 1978, so it was open for a good chunk of time. Anyway, so the founder wanted to make this place, like, self-sufficient, like, 99.9% of these places are, and also wanted, like, him to be able to, like, work with the patients and, like, figure out, like, what was wrong, instead of just being, like, okay, you're crazy, you know? Well, he passed away before he could do that, but he said, or they said that he, like, set a currency or whatever for, like, how it was supposed to run. It didn't run that way, though. (laughs) Like, it was supposed to, but, I mean, because he was dead, no one followed the rules. So, yeah. Well, the guy who built it was buried in the cemetery there, so, like, he haunts the place. Well, and then the 1950s and the 60s, it uh, became one of the largest asylums in Italy. And then they've had at least 6,000 people. And it, (laughs) yeah. Damn. So... And this is crazy. They've, okay, so they had 20 sinks and two toilets to every 200 people.
1: 20 sinks and two toilets. What the heck? They got their uh, to toilets ev- uh, mixed up with their... To-
0: but it, Yeah, I know. It was like that to every 200 people. So it was like there was very, very few like bathroom stuff. Well, they had like a famous patient. And this famous patient, is, I guess his name was like Fernando... I guess I don't know how <coughs> to pronounce stuff. You guys know this by now. Anyway, so they had a famous patient, and I guess what he would do is he would like carve stuff into the walls and like, you he know, was a guava. Yeah, but I don't remember what he did it with because it didn't really say. Because this was like in the 1800s, late 1800s, early 1900s. Hmm. But um, he would write down like. He would pretty much put, like, in words on the walls or, like, whatever he had in his hands at the time, like, his experiences, other people's experiences, how he was mistreated, how the place was horrible and all that. And, but he was really famous for, like, the symbols he carved in walls because most asylums still use, like, those symbols today. So, like...
1: Oh, so he was an inventor.
0: Pretty much in an asylum, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: I'd love to go to an old asylum like that. You know, that sucker's is haunted. You know, oh, it scared the PGGs out. I would of love
0: you. to go to one. I mean, look so, how creepy this place looks. Oh, yeah. No, it looks so creepy. You guys need to look at the pictures. So, this place is famous for its electroshock therapy.
1: Mm.
0: Also, I mean, they use other methods, but like this one was like the go to one. Like the one they use like 99.8% of the time. So,. They would tie patients to beds in straight jackets. Like, they'd be in the straight jacket. like, hard to get out of those anyway. But then tie the patient to the bed to be like, oh, if you get out of the straight jacket, now you gotta get out of the tie thing we have to your bed.
1: I'm to so. start doing it with the kids.
0: No. <laughs> oh, they test us. Okay. Well, then, so not
1: only did they have them tied up in their stray jacket. They was tied up to the bed too. <laughs>
0: yes, and then they would get like letters. This reminds me of the notebook because like These patients would get letters from the family, but they would conceal the letters And you wouldn't hear about the letters until like the patient died
1: That's and crazy
0: I heard I saw that and I was like notebook because <laughs> of how yeah anyway um and then they, put, they named this place the place of no return because apparently, like, you go in, you don't come out, you die. So, and then they said overcrowding was a huge issue. I mean, 60, wait, 6,000 people. Not 60,000, 6,000 people. Yeah, and it lot. was probably
1: only built for
0: Oh, maybe well, eight. Well, whenever they said, like, 20 sinks, two toilets to 200 people, I was like, okay, there's some math errors. <laughs> there's no way that place can hold that many people so i mean the hauntings are pretty much the same as we go on you're gonna notice a lot of the hauntings and a lot of the asylums are pretty much anywhere kind of the same like you know you'll hear voices and footsteps and like doors will shut and open on their own (laughs) um but they say like whenever you enter like you just get this overwhelming sense of like fear and isolation and like sadness And you can just, like, feel what they feel. And you have that with you until, like, you leave.
1: Yeah, the place is probably just full of... full of bad... just sad thoughts and just... sad all the way around.
0: Yeah. But it is creepy. And I did find the pictures, like, not enjoyable, but I like them. Yeah, we've already had this discussion about how my asylums are, how I feel about them. But also sorry if I sound weird my sinuses are messing with me
1: and you're (smack) going a lot
0: because I can't breathe (laughs) okay stop (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) what's the matter Lexi you're like this is dears okay jerk my story is on El Matura the headless horseman of Texas
0: now is this just in texas of him or is like everywhere
1: well there's other headless horseman stories but this is the one for texas All right so the legend goes a bandit named Valed was a busy outlaw during the summer of 1850 him and some other men started uh, stealing horses and stuff around the area he had already had a big uh, bounty on his head for a previous stuff he did some local Texas rangers and a local rancher started looking for the uh, bandits. They found them and killed them in their camp. But that wasn't good enough for a valid. They, uh, after they hung him, they sat there and shot him about, I don't know how many times. Then they cut his head off. Then they put his body on one of these uh, horses that they stole. Put his body up there and tied his head, put his head in, uh, in his poncho, his hat and had his poncho in the saddlebag and he would ride around they'd hit him on the butt and he'd roll it off with yeah uh.
0: see in one of the stories that I read cause like we accidentally did the same story but I had dad do the horseman instead of me I, re- I read that like they had the horse head not the horse head his head like just tied to the horse or like sewn onto the horse Huh. but I was like
1: that's weird how would that, you do that
0: I don't know so I was like I so his head
1: on the horse. I don't but know. That's still weird. Not only did they chop his body, I mean cut his head off, and they Well then after that, a couple week months later, I think, yeah. In bolt a rancher found the horseman with the body on it and gave him a uh oil and all that stuff. But ever since then people have uh been seeing sights of the headless horseman roaming the prairie. They say on a nice moonlit night You can still see the uh, headless horsemen running around Out in the old west Texas That would be weird Even I was reading There's travelers that said they've seen them You know when they're traveling
0: Imagine if the truck I wonder if the truck drivers have seen them Probably Oh you've known they've seen some crazy stuff Yeah Okay well yeah, I knew that one was gonna be kind of a short story because those—that's like an urban legend. Yeah, thing, but
1: that's why I'm starting to work on doing about four stories every uh, episode.
0: Yeah, but I still—I still like it. Simone, what do you think? Huh?
1: She's, She's like, like I
0: don't, don't care. talk to me. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do the uh, donkey lady, uh, bridge thingy. This is an other urban legend. And I know you guys are probably like, oh, Lexi, what are you doing? Because I never do this stuff. Donkey. Uh, but I found like three or four that I liked. And I was like, I'm going to do them.
1: <laughs> that donkey one's pretty cool.
0: Why'd you have to cough into the mic like that?
1: Well, uh, I clean them. You don't.
0: <laughs> That's true. I'm bad about that. Okay. So, this is how the uh, donkey lady folklore thing in thingamabobber goes. <coughs> So, basically, back in the 1950s, a young woman was tragically disfigured in a fire. People think that her husband set fire to, like, cause the fire. It didn't say if it was, like, in her house or whatever, so I don't know about that. But, basically, she got disf- dis- <laughs> disfigured in this fire. Um, her fingers were, like, fused together, and basically, like, it just created, like, stumps of her hands. And they look like hoofs from far, far away. So, then they gave her the name Donkey Lady. Well, <clears throat> I guess where it happened is with like a bridge or something. Because, like, it's the Donkey Lady slash the Donkey Lady Bridge. So, I guess it happened around that area because, you know, you know, because they're the legend. <laughs> so, they say that, like, The bridge is like swampy and overgrown because I was looking at the bridge and it was also because I saw like a creek thing, but this is also one of those where I've seen like three or four different versions of this thing, so I don't know. And also, if you visit the bridge after dark and you call out, you know, the donkey lady, she'll appear in front of you.
1: Donkey lady.
0: So... And then they apparently have, like, a secret path behind the bridge, like, for further exploration, but I don't know. So, this one's in Houston. No, we
1: should start, um, when we do our vacations, plan, plan them around these places to go see.
0: Yeah. But this one's in Houston, so if you're from the Houston area, go check out and tell us if you see the donkey lady.
1: Mm, don't care.
0: That one was short but um, You guys know how most of these urban legends go It's like do you believe them do you not
1: Yeah and it's usually just one folk, one folk tale And there's not really a whole lot to back it up
0: But they are fun To hear about
1: But uh, we still love to hear about the scary stuff
0: Yeah Okay you want me to do another one Because you only have like one more left I got two, two more? more left My bad So, do you want to do another one?
1: Yes. I'm typing in my black-eyed children.
0: Okay, so I'll go real quick. Okay. So, ooh, did you hear how I (laughs) said that? Okay. So, this is the Bragg Lights of Saratoga, Texas. So, there is a dirt road known as the Bragg uh, Road slash Ghost Road. And I've heard of this, but I've, like, never seen pictures. Well, this place was once, uh, once a rail line... And it was like connecting the Bragg areas to Saratoga to move like lumber and goods and stuff well, accidentally one night a brakeman got ran over and like his head got chopped off the by
1: bread the, man
0: the brakeman
1: oh the brake man I was like
0: <laughs> the bread the man. bread
1: man what the hell's he doing
0: no um he got decapitated by the mm. train so
1: I yeah. hate it when that happens. It ruins my Saturday night. <laughs> Wow. Sorry if I'm making a bunch of noise, guys. I'm trying to fix something, and I shouldn't do this during yeah. podcasting time. He should time. wait
0: and do it before or after, but he doesn't.
1: No. Anyway,
0: so basically it says that you can, like, see the like the outline of, like, his body. Yeah. Of the brake man holding, like, a lantern looking for his head.
1: Wow, ain't that lovely.
0: Well, there's, like— Hey,
1: has anybody seen my head? <laughs>
0: There's three other stories also to this, like why it's like the Bragg lights. Well, it's also apparently been associated with the bride and groom who were honeymooning, honeymooning at the Bragg hotel. And um, the bride was murdered and then the groom went out to like look for her killer and he never came back. So that that's one of the theories about that. Well, then the other one is it's related to like a lost hunter and then... Another one is that it's like part of like a fire, and that's why it's called that.
1: Mmm, fire.
0: <laughs> You're weird. Mm. So it's just really like, I built, I think the first one's like mainly like the truest one. But you know, so. No,
1: you never know, though.
0: Yeah, you really, you don't ever know. And
1: especially when you see something like that, you'd be like, what? Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, well, sir, tell us about these black eyed children.
1: They were creepy. Oh, I know. If I could get the kids to wear black contacts, I'd do that. Get them to go mess with people.
0: Uh Mhm. That's funny.
1: Okay. This is the black-eyed children of Abilene. The first sighting of the children was in 1996. A man stopped at a movie theater in the parking lot, and he was filling out his check uh, because he was going to go watch a movie. And of course if you new kids out there, you millenniums don't know what a check is. Back in the day there wasn't no debit cards. You had to actually write a check.
0: I know what a check is.
1: So that's what this man was doing. Well he wasn't paying attention and there was like three kids coming up walking up to his car. And they was like wearing hoodies and you couldn't really make out their face a whole lot. Well, um, when he ro- he didn't notice them and they knocked on the window and it startled him he looked up and the kids were scared they he said it, the kids scared him they were just so creepy looking and he couldn't really make out their face exactly at first yeah and uh as uh well of course they was like well hey we need we forgot our money and we need to ride out the house so we can go get our money do you mind if you take us and he's like no no every time he kept saying no they'd get more frustrated and kept getting closer to the car well, then the closer they got, the more he could make out their face. And then finally, when he was like, no, I can't help y'all. Leave me alone. The oldest one got up to the car and was like, come on, sir, let us in. And right when he did, he noticed all the kids, you know, because they came up to the car like that to the window. Every one of them, their hoods kind of came back. Some of them, every one of them had like black eyes. Was that us? That was me. When I was doing this with my hands, because I'm <laughs> talking to her while I'm doing this, and my hands are like, "Wee." And I smacked my mic
0: um,
1: But yeah When they <laughs> came up To the glass And was like Yeah cause you know They say They come up to your house Or your car And you tell them No you don't let them in Or they'll kill you But that's what they do They say Oh can we uh, use your phone That we or Oh I need or, help Or something yeah. like that They'll like, use any excuse To let you to let, let them in
0: The um, Ghost channel One of the ghost channels We watched They did a story about him At Denny's I was watching it at Disney, Yeah then. It was creepy.
1: Yeah, they just come out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I'd do if I encountered one of those. I'd be like, ah.
1: Well, heck, that one guy was a grown man, and he said they were scaring him.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> um, I would be freaked out. That's for sure. But like, yeah, I wonder where like they originate from. I mean, I but it's know. an urban legend thing. But like, still, because that is creepy. It is very, very, very creepy. He's turning on the fan. Is it, yes. just stuffy? it is, but it's not. Okay. The- so now we are going or I'm not we. Me. I'm gonna be talking about the candy lady. Now, I thought this was like the candy man. It's a totally different story. Unless like they're related. I mean I thought I think it's a different story. But
1: There is a story about some candy lady in Houston.
0: I think, yeah. So, I cannot breathe. My sinuses are killing me. Okay, so, basically, at the turn of the 20th century, children, like, just started going missing, like, just randomly. Well, the people, like, if they turned back up or, like, whatever, they would blame it on the candy lady. Turns out... The candy lady was somebody who lured children into her home with candy, and then they were never heard from again. Well, the children said that they would, like, wake up in the middle of the night and see, like, candy on, like, their windowsills, And then they didn't want to, like, tell their parents because they didn't want to, like, not get candy anymore, so they didn't say anything. Well, they kept on getting it and getting it. Like if you were targeted, you kept on getting it and getting it and getting it. But then, like if, I like, I don't. It was kind of difficult. But like, I guess like if you were targeted, like you got writing on like the wallpaper of it or like the wrapping. The wrapping
1: paper, candy don't have wallpaper.
0: <laughs> I don't. I kept on calling it wallpaper. I don't know why. Why? The wrapping. Why do you call it that? And it would be signed the candy lady. So, yeah, that was creepy. Candy
1: lady can.
0: After a span of like a decade, a handful of children went missing at the hands of this woman. No one knows who she is. No one knows, like, if it's true or not. But a farmer, like, found a piece of candy on the edge of his farm, and it had rotten teeth in it. Well, he called the cops, and they found a body, like, not too far from his house. Um... And it was a child that had been missing, like, for a couple weeks, and it was in oh a God.
1: ditch.
0: And the eyes were stabbed with the fork, and the pockets were filled with candy. And so they blamed the melting children on her. Well, the children believe that if she, you know, targets you with the candy, she'll take you somewhere, then pulls out your teeth and stabs your eyes with the fork. So, um, don't accept candy from strangers. <clears throat> but I read that and I was like I mean
1: Well If you think about it They made a movie, a movie off of that
0: The Candyman
1: No Not the Candyman The Tooth Fairy Think about how that story goes Oh
0: my god stop
1: Yeah that's where they get that
0: I don't like that
1: So You gonna tell your kids When you have them at the Tooth Fairy now?
0: And it'd be like, it's me. I'm sorry, guys. Watch a little kid be listening to this, and they hear us say that. <laughs> and you already told them Santa's not real.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I hope no kids that little's listening to this. And if I did say, I mean, I did say that, but if they heard it, you shouldn't be. <laughs> Some of these scores still were stories are too scary.
0: Yeah. I mean, but we we mess up. We don't tell them scary. Yeah. We can't talk. Ooh. Okay, it's um, it's your turn.
1: <laughs> All right, we're gonna be in Huntsville, Texas this time. There is a road called uh, Bowden Road, known by locals as Demon Road. The reports of a there are reports of a little boy, but he's been seen crawling around like a spider. Yeah.
0: A boy crawling around. A like a spider? A little boy spy? crawling
1: around like a spider.
0: No thanks.
1: And then 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 there was a reporter one day uh and an investigator there was trying to take a pic of it and when they uh zoomed in the boy rushed up and vomited some strange substance on the camera and destroyed it
0: Ew what
1: Yeah that's what the report said and they, ever since then the guy who took the picture the Investigator or the reporter, he quit. He never <clears throat> got back into photographing again.
0: You know what that reminds me of? Like American Horror Story. Whenever in the first one, whenever Vivian gets pregnant, and she, the girl who's doing the sonogram, apparently sees like a the hoofs on her, and she like <laughs> passes out and she quits being oh, the
1: nurse. Oh
0: yes. She's like, I'm sorry, it's too scary.
1: I can't stand the hoofs. Well. Now, oh, it's the same story. Then there's another story of a boy. He's riding a tricycle, and when he turns around or rides your way, he's got red glowing eyes. Some people think it's the devil, you know, pretending to be a boy to lure you in. That would not surprise me. And then there's reports of lights and people finding handprints on the back of their vehicle.
0: Like the uh, baby bridge
1: yeah they say if you just sit there, you'll feel a, a bunch of uh, pre- like some pressure on the bra- on the back of your vehicle, and then when you get to wherever and you look in the look on the back, you'll see a bunch of handprints
0: let's go there
1: <laughs> and then they have feel these feelings that sweep uh sweep over you when you go on that road it's just they they can't really describe it it's like scary scared um just feeling like a kid again you know it's just really weird feeling.
0: And then, I mean, two, to to
1: that road leads to a cemetery that's also haunted that has a lot of crap going on in it, too.
0: Well, that's great. <laughs> there's a
1: man that wanders around there. There's a little boy. And I think there's a woman in that cemetery that wanders around. Is there
0: a lady in white?
1: <laughs> no, I think she's white.
0: What? Nothing. That went right over my head.
1: So, yeah. But it's a real creepy haunted road. And it's like a dirt road out in the back of nowhere.
0: But that, yeah. Ew, I don't like
1: that I think it'd be cool to kind of start uh, going and Taking these places You know, it's only 30 minutes and I'm almost done with my st- What? How are we doing these so fast now? I don't know Because before four stories used to take us an hour Are we going to start doing 12? I don't know Because I still got one more left By are the time you get yours you done I don't know what we're doing But that's crazy Maybe the stories are just that short
0: Okay, well, I'm going to be doing the, um, the Danvers State Hospital in Massachusetts, Danvers.
1: Oh, Danvers.
0: Yeah. I cannot breathe. Okay, so this place opened up in 1878, and it was, you know, self-sufficient, isolated, you know, farm and everything. Well, Sorry.
1: She's fixing to cry.
0: No, I can't breathe at all. My sinuses today. By the uh, late 1930s, they were already filled over capacity. Um, Over 2,600 patients over capacity. And it was only built to support 500 people.
1: Hmm. It might be a little bit over their capacity there.
0: Oh, by a lot. Well, the patients, you know, were like left in nude in their own field. Sometimes, you know, just being... Doing whatever. Well, by nineteen forty two, um, this guy named Freeman had a had his perfect lobotomy um technique down. Or he t- you know what I mean, like he thought he had it perfected. Oh, so yeah. basically I've got to say this at the beginning. This place is where the lobotomy first took off. Like it was the curated. Like this is where it um became a lobotomy place. You know what I mean? Like
1: maybe that guy needed a lobotomy, let him know how it freaking felt.
0: <laughs> I know, right? So anyway, by like nineteen forty two, the doctor Freeman had um perfected thought he had perfected lobotomies. So he had performed over two hundred operations. It destroyed over two hundred people. <laughs> Um, and then by, you know, the 40s and the 50s, patients were, like, subjected to shock therapy and psychosurgery and lobotomies and all that. Well, um, it said that they closed in the late 1940s, but stuff was still going on in the 50s, so I'm not totally sure hmm. when it closed. Um, but there was, like, multiple buildings because, you know, self-sufficient Well, they turned one of the buildings into an apartment complex. And, you know, they had to renovate it and everything. Well, then the people that lived there started seeing a ghost, Mm. like a daily ghost. They feel like they can see former patients in this place, and they can feel their pain. And they, like, can feel, like, what they felt. Like, it's really weird. And then, you know, the normal, the voices and all that. No
1: normal voices. You know what I mean? The normal voices, Just voices.
0: But, yeah, I thought that was weird how they changed it to, like, a um, a apartment complex. And then the people that lived there, like, was, like, starting to pretty much feel what it felt like to be at the hospital. I was like, "Ah, no.
1: And they probably didn't tell them people, oh, by the way. You're uh living in a old living hospital. in an old uh asylum. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's how we make the money. Okay. I was like, no. Yeah
1: because 'cause I'll get my story done. And two, we'll get still got a good five, six minutes of saying goodbye and all that and giving shout outs. So Yeah. I figure we can do that for ten minutes.
0: <clears throat> Just uh talk, I guess. Okay,
1: well, it's my turn now. My story is about
0: picking my butt. Dude, quit touching the mic.
1: I'll do what I want to do. I'm a grown man. I'm a big boy.
0: Hmm.
1: Anyways, I've got this story I have is about the, uh, it's called The Dancing Devil of El Camarancito, Camarancito, San San Antonio. A nightclub called El Camarancito nightclub in san antonio on halloween night in 1975 the story goes like this he was a great uh a great uh like a great looking man came in that night Yeah. i mean just picture perfect i mean everything dressed just right talked just right was a good dancer and all that and uh, everybody was just wooed to him, you know. I mean, all the girls were like, hmm, man. Well, as the night went on, you know, all the girls were dancing with him and all that. And he was making his rounds. Well, just so happened when he was dancing real close to one of the girls, she was dancing and happened to look down. And when she did, she noticed his feet have turned into hooves.
0: <laughs> and when she what? jerked
1: away, yeah, hooves, like hooves.
0: Okay. And okay. when she
1: uh, noticed and jerked away from him and screamed real loud and started screaming and yelling and at, pointing at his feet, he said the uh, people there said everybody looked and stopped and looked at him, and he just screamed real loud, and he ran to the man's bathroom and left out, the, left out of the window. But when he left, he left like, a, like a, some, some smoke was still in the air, and it smelled like sulfur bad. And they say that's a sign of the devil.
0: Oh, my God. And that's what was in Helltown.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That's uh you know, that's great. Yeah. Everybody loves to dance with the devil. But, dumb. yeah, this
1: happened in public. There was a Halloween night. And, of course, they was all having a, you know, Halloween party at this nightclub. And, yeah, the devil decided to show up. And, it was, like, it, hey. was in, it was in the newspapers, even.
0: I think he was looking for his next victim. Yeah. But then he got caught.
1: He got caught like at coppers, caught by the coppers, coppers.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. By the time you do yours, it'll be about forty minutes, and then we'll ramble. All right. Okay. So talk really slow, like this. And make no. I'm so excited about September and October, guys.
0: I'm really excited for October. I stayed up till to two here.
1: o'clock in the morning doing research, getting all this some more scary stuff.
0: Mm. You know where I was at two o'clock? At you,
1: the river. Yeah, it was. You was at the river.
0: Okay, so looking I'm, for ghosts. Uh, shut up. <laughs> and
1: sleeping bags.
0: I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be doing a place in Australia.
1: Australians.
0: This is the Monte Cristo Homestead. This is in New South Wales. Oh, if you
1: haven't noticed, Lexi's starting to go out of the United States now.
0: Yeah. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah. Have you noticed she's always the first one? Like when we first did this, oh, Dad, I know we're just going to do stories from the South, but I'm going to do the Queen Elizabeth. It's in California. Yeah, I know. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. What can I say? Okay. Okay. So, I didn't find any history, really, on this place. Like, I found when it was built, and I found some incidents that happened, and some deaths, but I didn't find, like, a lot... So, I'm sorry about that. But, basically, this place was built in 1884. Um, violent attacks, like, happen all the time. Okay, so, sorry, we had to do a little break. Anyway, but, yeah, so violent attacks happen all the time in this place. Once there was a maid that literally plummeted to her death from an upstairs balcony. And then, after she died, like, after she, like way to go after she like fell and like had hit the floor a figure of a woman like in a different period of like a dress like you know you see somebody like in a different decade or whatever was seen like walking in her blood on the stairs well then another tragedy happened Uh, wake up excuse me a stable boy was burnt to death by
1: a sailor boy
0: a stable boy was burnt to death by his own master and then like the owners they died the the man died of old age and the woman had was like it yeah um and the woman i think had like a ruptured a ruptured <laughs> appendix appendix something like that so yay yay Sorry this episode probably sucks As you can tell I have sinuses no, pretty good I can't talk I think it's been breath. pretty
1: good See it's pretty interesting What would you do if you got a house like that
0: Like with the history
1: Yes with that much history
0: Well honestly compared to half the history We have in some of these stores That ain't nothing <laughs> But With the violent attacks that they have in there <laughs>
1: Yeah It's like...
0: Yeah. They say there's like five or more ghosts that haunt that place, but... (laughs) That's a lot. I cannot find a lot on it. So.
1: Well, that's just it. On some of these, that's why I'm getting where I'm trying to do at least four or five an episode, because some of that stuff we can research, we can find out and get a page full of stuff. Some stuff, it's like uh, maybe a paragraph or two. They just... Only cover, like, when it was built, the big events that happened, and why it's haunted. Pretty much. So.
0: So. But I think it
1: was a fun episode today. It's going to get even better, guys, with September. (laughs) I just love Halloween and stuff. I wish it stayed around a lot longer.
0: I know. And we're going to do the same thing for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah.
1: So. So we got to do our special for September, right? No. No, we don't, because that's part two of the Wendigo.
0: Yeah. We got to do it for October, though. Okay. Yes. So we're gonna let you guys go, but not before we tell you about our stuff. So. Yes, we are make on sure. Spotify, Stitcher. I wasn't gonna talk about that. You could talk about that.
1: Patreon, Podbean, Google, Google Play, Apple,
0: Apple Podcasts.
1: Podcast. We're trying to get on Amazon and iHeart right now, so.
0: You guys make sure to check out our Instagram and Twitter at South Texas and then check out our Facebook at Ghost Stories from the South. And then if you want to email us, it's go at gmail.com. Yes. And I want to do a big thank you to everybody listening to us. We have so many people in the states.
1: Oh, the states list is getting bigger. Every day there's at least one or two more states mm-hmm. that add on.
0: And then they get bigger and larger too. Yes. So, and then I'm going to go and list the others, and I hopefully I didn't miss any we got south africa we got ireland we got the philippines we got singapore we got argentina we got new zealand we got canada we got israel we got the uk and we got bangladesh
1: oh canada <laughs> i do say that except for a national anthem i know
0: so um we hope that you guys like us and continue to like us
1: we know it's uh, it's real fun. I stayed up to like two last night getting about 20 stories together. So I got a lot of good stuff coming. A lot of urban legends, a lot of folklore, a lot of stuff about roads and bridges.
0: <laughs> you know
1: me, I don't cover many houses.
0: I'm going to, I need to try working on buying <laughs> some more like interesting, like in-depth stuff. Because this, for me, this was not cutting it. But hope you guys enjoyed it. And And I I I promise next time I will not sound like I just woke up.
1: I hope it don't scare you guys too much.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll catch you guys in a week. But if you
1: guys have been listening to this, you've been listening to Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen Lebooth, and this is my co-host.
0: Lexi Lebooth.
1: It's been fun. It's been real, guys. Don't be too scared tonight when you go to bed. Remember, the headless guy could be running around out there.
0: The candy lady. The candy lady.
1: There's so many new folklores and legends out there to keep you little ghouls and guys going. Have a nice night. See you
0: guys next week. Goodbye, (laughs) everybody.